and welcome to the North Decatur Presbyterian Church Sermon Series. We're a PCUSA congregation in Decatur, Georgia. If you'd like to find out more about us, go to ndpc.org or just come by and visit. Here's this week's sermon.
Good morning, friends. Good. I am Marianona Stoops, one of the pastors here, and what a joy it is to welcome you to the resumption of in-person worship today. It is so good to be together in this space. And as we celebrate being together, let us also remember to draw the circle wide. Remember that there are those worshiping with us in their homes who, for whom it may not be safe to return to in-person gatherings or, or who are worshiping there for other reasons as well. Let us remember that there are people in the Athens area worshiping with us in Ohio, in Texas, to all of you, wherever you are seated in this moment, welcome. Wednesday marks the beginning of the season of Lent, and on Wednesday we will have Ash Wednesday services. From 5 until 6.30, there will be a fire out on the plaza. You may come and sit by the fire for a while if you like. A simple liturgy will be provided you may receive ashes also. And then at 7 p.m., there will be an in-service or in-person service here in the sanctuary. It will be meditative and also um, there will be the imposition of ashes. We are excited that during the season of Lent, there will be a weekly Tizay service. You may come to the sanctuary beginning March 9th at 6.45 for a service of song and prayerful reflection. These services will also be live streamed, so you may worship online as well. Please know that on our website there is a link for our newsletter, and there you may find um, the calendar of all the events taking place in our life together as a congregation. No doubt, as we gather today, there is a somberness in our hearts, aware of the events of this week, most notably Russians, the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So I want to take a moment as we come into this space of worship to remember the people of Ukraine. For Eastern Orthodox Christianity, icons are central to the religious practice, and they function as visual scripture. And for many centuries, Ukraine was the creative center for Eastern iconography. This particular icon is one of the most beloved for Orthodox Christians. In the 12th century, it was sent as a gift to the people of Kiev by the Patriarch of Constantinople. It now hangs in Russia today. In this icon, Mary is depicted as Theotokos, God-bearer, and notice the intimacy with which Mary cradles the Christ child, pressing her cheek against his. Her power is her love and her willingness to embrace and protect the Prince of Peace. 
David reminded me of a photo of a long-time patriarch of this congregation, Walter Baldwin. And this photo pictures Walter standing out on the street holding a sign that says, Pray for Peace. We have a long history of praying for peace in our congregation. I want to invite you in body or spirit for a moment to stand and join this long lineage of those who have stood for peace. And as you stand, the icon invites you to know within yourself a vitality that is born of love, that empowers us to face life with such a tender and courageous spirit. In the silence, let us remember all who are in harm's way this day, besieged by violent conflict or injustice. Let us remember those who face any form of threat to their well-being. Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Jesus Christ, Prince of Peace, pray for us. Assured of God's abiding presence in and through all things, let us join responsively in the call to worship. The Lord says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When we pass through the waters, God is with us. When we walk through the fire, we will not be burned. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. God is about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth.
Through Jesus Christ, God has entrusted us with the message and ministry of reconciliation. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sin. Holy One, our great Redeemer, you have created us to be your people. You have called us from captivity to freedom. You have delivered us from death to life. Yet we have wandered in the wilderness. We have failed to keep your commandments. We have put our trust in false idols. Forgive us, God of grace. Fill us with hope. Feed us with your mercy. And lead us in the land of your promise. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the silence, let us release those things that keep us from living God's peace. Hear the good news. Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone. A new life has begun. Believe and receive the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven, loved, and freed. updates on how to be safe in the midst of this time of pandemic, we are going to continue right now to invite you from your pews to share the peace of Christ with each other using the sign we have been sharing, peace 
be with you and also with you. Let us share the peace of Christ with one another that we may be bearers of Christ's peace in the world. The hugging police still have their eyes on you. I'm watching, I'm watching. Just don't hug in my sight. As we prepare to hear a word from scripture this morning, I'd like you to sing the prayer for illumination if you know this song. Just, we'll sing it three times through. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto From Luke's Gospel, the 10th chapter, the first verse. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others, 70 others, and sent them, sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. Jesus said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter into, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person, but if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide. For the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, 
the kingdom of God has come near. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Together we say, thanks be to God. A few observations about the text this morning. This is, as I'm sure you heard, a story about disciples. So therefore, it is a story about you. You'll remember, I hope, a few weeks ago when we read another story about Luke where Jesus recruits disciples along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Remember the phrase that we used there? The disciples were caught alive, right? Caught alive by Jesus. I hope all of you resonated a little bit with that sense of being caught alive by the love of God. We are caught up in love, a love that binds all things in the world together. But one thing you must know if you count yourself as a disciple of Jesus, all disciples are caught and then you are sent. You're caught and then you are sent. You can't have the one without the other. Now, we always ask the question, do you go to church? As though going to church were all there is to it. In a life of faith, we don't just go to church. We are sent from the church into the world, sent to do something that God has asked you to do. Now, I'm one of those people who thinks it would be nice if we could get full credit for just showing up. I don't know if you've noticed lately, but church is not a growth industry. Those of us who are making the effort to show up at all are bucking a trend. So many progressive thinking folks in the world don't bother with church. They've abandoned religion entirely. Surely coming to church should count for something. Besides, there's so much baggage with this idea of being sent. None of us want to be associated with those kinds of Christians who go out and try to convert people. We respect people, right? We don't think they're bad or need Jesus to be eternally okay. And this idea of going two by two out into the world, please tell me that Reverend Lewicki does not expect us to go into the Medlock neighborhood door knocking like those sweet Jehovah's Witnesses. You feel sorry for those folks, right? You don't want to be one of them. <laughs> it's enough, right? Just to, just to show up here on Sunday and, and show that I'm trying to figure things out for myself. I get that you don't want to be associated with narrow-minded and judgmental evangelism. And I get, too, that you probably don't feel like you're a person who has all of the answers about the life of faith, maybe any of the answers. I, I know that you're not sure which parts of this tradition you believe and which ones you reject. It could depend on whether it's Monday or Wednesday. I know that you run hot and cold in your faith. I know that if Peter and Paul were picking sides, evangelism teams on the playground, they'd fight over who had to take you last. 
I know that if you were sent out door to door to share the message of God's good news, it would be like it would be like sending lambs into the midst of wolves, wouldn't it? I've heard that somewhere. The magnificent part of this story And the part that blows my mind, honestly, is that Jesus calls 70 people and sends them out with nothing. They don't get training. They don't get like a 12-week evangelism boot camp to get them ready. Like, and who are these 70 people, right? They're not the 12 disciples. And honestly, if you read the, the Gospels, right, the 12 disciples who spend all of their time with Jesus, they still really don't have a clue what he's up to. So who are these 70 people, right? It's like the B team. Imagine in your mind who they are. Like, who are these 70? I kind of imagine that there's this guy who kind of curiously hangs out on the margins of the Jesus movement eating fish sandwiches and picking the crumbs out of his beard. And Jesus is like, yeah, you, fish sandwich guy. Why don't you team up with this guy whom I just cured of leprosy, and the two of you head on out. Go to a place that I've never been before, a place where people know nothing about me, and and you guys get to be the ones who bring the good news on my behalf. No, you don't need money. No, you don't need any shoes. Nothing. What's that? You don't feel ready? Of course you're ready. You've got everything you need. You have two things to tell people. Peace. Peace to you. And the kingdom of God has come near. That's all you need. You'll be fine. Or not. Can you imagine yourself in the shoes of these 70? Well, don't look down because you are wearing them. There's a message that all disciples of Jesus are asked, maybe expected, to carry into the world. You may not feel like you'll be an eloquent messenger, but you know the message. You do. I promise you. The message is that the love of God is the most powerful thing in all of creation. The message is that we are to treat every single human being with compassion, especially those of us who are hurting and who are sad, and especially folks who are despicable and desperate. Treat them with compassion. The message that you take into the world is that this creation and every living thing in it is a sublime gift. The message is that shalom, peace, mixed up with justice is God's intention for our world. The message is that we are to forgive others when, not if, they hurt us. The message is to care for each other even when that caring costs us dearly. The message is to reject the pursuit of wealth for its own sake in favor of the communion of all living things. The message is to heal the sick and feed the hungry and give shelter to those who have none. 
The message is that everyone, everyone is God's beloved child. Trans kids are beloved, and Russian soldiers are beloved, and your uncle who watches Fox News nonstop is beloved. We are all God's beloved, and we all belong to God and to each other. You know the message. You know the message. And you know it's true. Every last word is true. You've been caught up in this message. You've taken it into your heart. You believe it in the deepest parts of your being. And this message, friends, has to get out of this place. It has to. Some of you have probably taken a look when you're brave enough around at the world that we share together. Look at the world, look at our nation, look at our state, look at DeKalb County, look at the Medlock neighborhood or your neighborhood, look at your own family, and when we do, it does not always look like our message is getting out. Now, I know that the coming of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven does not depend on you or me. None of us should have that kind of hubris to think it all comes down to us. But I hope after hearing this text this morning, you will remember that while it is not all up to you, there is something that you, you are called to do. God catches you, and then God sends you, sends you into the world with a message that brings life and love and justice and peace. What would it look like for you to leave this place today and bring that message into the places where it is most needed? Are you sent to bring this message to Georgia lawmakers? Are you sent to the board meeting of the largest fossil fuel companies? I don't know. To the school board, to the hospital or the school or to your business, to the team that you manage or work with? Are you sent to bring the message to your own parents or your own children or your uncle? The kingdom of God has come near peace be to this house. We are about to enter into the season of Lent, friends. This is a season, of course, of giving things up, but it's also a season of taking on the practices that nurture our faith. And so maybe this is the season for you to consider how you are sent into the world. Here's one specific thing that all of you can do. Take these two phrases that Jesus gives to the disciples and sends us out with. The kingdom of God has come near and peace to this house. Write them down. And then try writing them in your own words. The kingdom of God has come near could sound something like justice and mercy are here now. Beloved community is all around me. 
piece to this house could be rewritten as, as may everyone in this place know that you are loved and free. Take these little, beautiful, charged phrases and put them in your pocket. Send them out by text. Speak them aloud into the places you go. Bear them into every place that God sends you. God sends you with good news. Share it. Share the good news of God. God sent the guy eating the fish sandwich and picking the crumbs out of his beard and sent the guy who had just been cured of leprosy. God sends you. God sends you. On this Transformation Sunday, when Jesus and his disciples grappled with how to be witnesses to the transformational power of love in our anxious and controlling and constantly changing world. Lord, hear our prayers for your church and your world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the life of the church. Support us in our weakness, heal us in our brokenness, and use us to do your will so that we may be a healthy body of Christ within the much larger Catholic and apostolic church and inside this beautiful body of creation. We lift up all the congregations across the world, Protestant, Catholic, Orthodox, who feel the heaviness of what divides us from one another. We pray that every congregation, small or large, red, blue, or purple, Strive for authentic and inclusive ecclesial health as a congregation. We pray that our nationalistic, theological, or ideological ties do not hinder our ability to understand ourselves as bound together in Christ's compassionate body. And as we sit in safety in our pews or in our homes with stable internet connection, we honor the experience of being held by God through the existence of a sanctuary where ideally it should be safe to gather. We give thanks that we are held by God through the cooperation of a community of care. O oh God, let us not take for granted the feeling of sanctuary that comes through this sense of healthiness and through the upholding of religious and democratic freedom of our neighbors of all faiths and nations. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate Creator, we thank you for caring relationships. We pray for loved ones. Surround them with your care. Deliver them from danger and bless them with your grace. We pray for healing and comfort for all those in our community who are grieving or in pain. Let us not take for granted what it means to care, what deliverance and blessing mean today and every day, here in Atlanta, somewhere in the Ukraine, in Yemen, in Afghanistan, 
in any of the 17 other countries struggling with armed conflict so far in 2022. As we consider for whom it is safe to return to public life with more lax mask mandates, as we encounter the faces of homeless on cold, wet nights, or restock the shelves of our free community fridge for the food insecure every day, or as we process the images on social media of Ukrainian citizens, families of all ages, preparing for flight, let us lean into the power that caring for and protecting others can be when we widen our circles of care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the gifts of your spirit. Shape us through your word. Wash us in your mercy and feed us at your table as we offer ourselves and our gifts towards spirit-filled worship. May we never feel alone when our hearts are broken, nor when they are full. There's so much to carry through the week and so many small victories to share. May we always seek your divine presence among the communion of the saints. May we, may we receive each prayer, each song, and the proclamation of the word as we do the gifts of bread and cup so that we, we may become the grace that we receive from them and from one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, through Christ, you empower servant leadership. We pray for our leaders. Awaken them to do justice. Teach them to love kindness and help them to walk humbly with you. To be a servant and a leader is no small feat. So let peace reign over power. Prioritize care over total control. We pray for our elders, for our local leaders, for governors of all nations in the pursuit of justice and kindness for all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who serve your mission. Move us with compassion for those in need. Send us out to share your gifts and make us good stewards of your creation. We give thanks for the many volunteers who serve in our community ministries, global missions, peace and justice advocacy, and creation care. May we continue to strengthen our efforts to serve others and to increase our stewardship of our mission partners as we stay open-hearted and responsive to the great needs at our doorstep and across the oceans. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who share the gospel through intentional, authentic evangelism in every venue where we engage others, in real life, and online. Inspire us to proclaim good news. Equip us to show the way of humility and grace and empower us to speak the truth in love in our families, in our workplaces, in our peacemaking efforts. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our prayer. prayer. Sustaining spirit, 
You are with us through the dreams of our youth to the visions of our sager years. We give thanks that discipleship and formation is lifelong under your wings. We pray for all who follow Jesus. Keep us faithful as Christ's disciples. Guide us in this way of life. And strengthen us to serve you always. Bless our elders and teachers who shepherd our ministries, missions, small groups, and classes. Feed the curiosity of the perpetual student and encourage the eager teacher in all of us. And show us how to pursue truth primarily in the service of love. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Holy One, let your church be a living sign of your great love until all may rejoice and give thanks at the coming of your glorious Rome. We join these prayers to those of all the saints as we pray together the words that Jesus taught us. Our Mother and Father in heaven, holy, holy is your name. Your, your kingdom, kingdom come, your, your will, will be, be done on earth as it, as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. 